Welcome to the One Chance Coaching Podcast. My name's Claire and I'm going to be chatting to you today. Please be aware that this is just my advice from me to you. I am not a doctor, though I do have a life coaching qualification as a level three diploma and I'm working on my nutrition and health diploma as well. Good morning, good morning. I am so excited this morning to welcome a very, very special guest. This is somebody that I have been following on TikTok for six months and has taught me just incredible amounts. And I'm so thrilled to welcome Kel um, with me this morning. Um, Kel from Mindfuel. Oh, my darling, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Like I said, I am a little bit starstruck to talk to you because I watch you every day and I have watched you every day since the oh. minute I joined TikTok and you stumbled on my For You page. And honestly, I just resonated with you so much right from the get go. I was like, I freaking love this woman. Um, just tell me a little oh. bit about your journey and how you got to being a nutrition coach and all that shebang. Right, let me get my notes up so right. it looks like I'm really um, streamless. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Got it, got it on my phone. So let me put that there so it doesn't look like I'm looking away. <laughs> okay. I've got right. notes too. It's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it wasn't something that I said I've always wanted to do. It wasn't like anything that I even ever thought I wanted to do. I mean, with my past and like my food and not exercising and stuff, actually me becoming a nutrition coach and running is something that's taken my family and everyone by surprise because I was so like the complete opposite. Um, the actual thing that made me do it was after I had my, I'll go more into like more of the other diet clubs later, but after I had my baby and I went back on to Swimming World and I went straight back into this, like, I can't have that, I can't have that. And it was like, I instantly then felt scared and I felt fear around food that obviously I hadn't had for nine months because I'd been pregnant. So I'd sacked it all off. So I'd eaten what I wanted. Um, and then I thought, no, there's got like, there has got to be another way. And so I started calorie counting. And then when I was eating things like avocado and getting results, I was like, but how? Like, this can't be right. So then I was like, no, I do actually want to learn a bit more so I started do a course of future fit just at the start really just to learn more for myself so I could never go back into that like fear around foods but then as the, the more I did it and um, one of the exams was to do a case study with somebody and I actually felt like I really enjoyed then helping them and when they were coming to me with some of the things that I believe too I thought I'm not by myself here like no no you're not things. Yeah, so then when I finished my level three and then I started doing my level four, I thought, no, maybe this is something that I can sort of do, but I wanted to do it in a different way. I didn't want to be the bog standard, oh, I'm coaching with you for six months sort of thing. So then I try and do something different. But yeah, that's sort of how I fell into it, really. It was never like, hey, right, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. It's just sort of like... I don't know, it just rolled really, yeah. I think sometimes that's the best way though. Like you, mm. you have this little passion for something and then that spurs into something and then you, your brain starts ticking over and you think, hang on a minute, I could go somewhere else with this. And yeah. the most sustainable careers, like like the most sustainable anything, like fat loss, <laughs> is some yeah. of those things that go slowly and then sort of snowball. And I think it's wonderful. So I just, um, the whole um, 
business how does your business sort of work I know you've got your website and everything but how do you run your coaching as it were so yeah so because I've got a little girl at home as well my like say my goal was that I wanted to be at home with her and I never wanted to have to ring anybody up and say my little girl's poorly from school I'm not coming in today or I I feel because of my diabetes well some days that I feel shit so I wanted to build something that then worked around us so it's not like a full coaching like on my on my phone sort of thing it's like they come to me with um what their goal is um what their mindset struggles is and i sort of give them like a big pack with all the information that they could possibly need uh, a mini lesson on carbohydrates a mini lesson on protein uh, on fats on fiber and then explain exactly what a calorie deficit is i give them their calorie targets i tell them Basically, I don't get to say what to eat. I basically say you can eat what you like, but yeah. be mindful that your body still needs nutrition. And that if you eat nutritionally, actually, then the chocolate, you'll feel better about eating the chocolate because you won't feel shit because you're not just eating chocolate. If you know what I mean, like you're not using all your calories for chocolate, which I know is a real you really want to do that when you're told you can eat what you like. The first thing that you want to do is think, okay, well, I'll just eat all this beige food that has zero nutrition. So I sort of try and express, it's about a 26 page pack that they, that they get. Yeah. Um, and then there's one up from that, which is then they provide me with three days of their current food diary. And I amend their current food to say, to work in better with nutrition and fat loss. So rather than saying, right, you now need to eat this for three days, which are things that they've never even fucking eaten before, <laughs> they've now got to spend 50 extra quid on the shopping, which they instantly don't, people don't want to do. No. I've had loads of people say, like, oh, do I have to go buy broccoli low? And I'm like, if you don't like broccoli, no. Why, why do you want to eat it? Why would you do that? Yeah, I know. Broccoli isn't super, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to live on quinoa and yeah, just. Yeah. It, Yes, yeah, I, like, no, you don't. <laughs> I think this is part of the thing, though, because, like, I always find it really amusing. And this is one of the reasons that I resonated with you so much is because I've, I'm, like, was the diet club queen. And you were talking about your family and how surprised they were. And mm. I, I, there's the reason I went to TikTok when I started um, doing the Team RH thing um, was that I, I didn't want anyone to know I was losing weight because... I just didn't want mm. that. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that last time. You said that with Slimming World. You said that with Weight Watchers. You said that with Shakes. You said that with Intermittent Fasting. This was, everyone was the answer. But when I started just, you know, calorie, whoever you do it with, whatever, you know, group or whatever mm. you do it with, calorie counting, um, you realise how much freedom there is. And the, the slogan on the front of the Slimming World books is food freedom. And I'm like, is it fuck? No, it's not. It's the opposite. It's like the mirror opposite of food freedom. It's that, like you say in your TikToks and everything, and this is where I found you and I was just like, yes, where you're like, if I've had porridge in the morning, I can't have bre a sandwich. What, what the fuck? Because you've used your, your healthy extra B, which is made yeah. up. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean... Have you always had an issue with weight? How were you when you were younger? Were you sort of fit and healthy then or? Yeah, so throughout my child, I was a normal, I'd say normal child. I wasn't, you know, teenager. I think that I always felt, I was never like the skinny one of my friends group, but I wasn't like, I'm not saying I wasn't obese or anything like that. I was just like a little bit, I wouldn't even say chubby. I was just not like the flat stomached, um, per not, not perfect, but you know, my, like all my friends always just seemed to be a bit skinnier, a bit more confident, but it didn't really seem to bother me as much. I think it was just one of those things 
that yeah I was just whatever um teenage again I started to creep up a little bit but it was my 20s when I was smoking drinking and just eating kebabs and all this sort of shit like it was just it was quite yeah and I don't think I actually realized how I wasn't moving I wasn't working in an office and it all just and then that started started the yo-yoing um it was the lack of knowledge as well I would think that I'd be able to have a shake for breakfast and that I could do what I wanted the rest of the day because I had that shape. So that's what was going to get me fat loss. Like it was such a bizarre thing to look back on now that you just think that you just have to do this one thing and then it works. And like the fat burning pills and stuff, I believe that I could just take these pills and still eat my kebabs and drinks and stuff. And it would just somehow like, it just is bizarre. Um, It wasn't actually until I was about 26 that I actually signed up for Simmonworld. Um, before then, it was just ridiculous stuff that I'd try and start on Monday and give up by the Tuesday. Um, because it's just, I had absolutely no clue. Um, so yeah, I'll say like the early part of my life, it didn't really faze me, but my 20s, yeah, was when then I was up and down. Yeah, so you're, how old are you now? You're still 33. A, oh, you're still a baby, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're still a baby. So yeah, I know what you mean though, like the 20s, um, I was always sort of quite, I think I was quite sort of chunky as a kid, like, but I, I biked everywhere and, you know, lived out in the middle of nowhere and I was riding horses a lot and all that mm. sort of stuff. So I wasn't big. But again, like when I went to uni, I was like, uh, nine pints of cider. Yeah, go on then. And then all res- all resolve for being an anything. I mean, it just didn't even cross my mind of what I want when I wanted. And then the more you drink, you're taking in not only the calories from the drink, but your resolve is then weakened. So like you say, it's kebabs, it's Chinese, like the mm. off. Uh, uh, our local uh, takeaway they knew exactly who we were they were expecting a call at 1am you know and um yeah. and then the next day you're hanging so what do you do yeah. <laughs> eat more shit exactly exactly <laughs> and you're, you're hanging around with your friends you're, you're like you say smoking have a little bit of weed every once in a while and oh yeah. see i didn't do that oh i did and <laughs> oh, like, no. i just not yeah. not a lot but just and actually i very quickly realized that i think people that smoke a lot of weed are just possibly dull people <laughs> yeah <laughs> They were like PlayStation. Boring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God, you're dull. I like to say that because my ex was one of them. So <laughs> I'm like, you really are quite dull. But, um, but I don't, I think that whole sort of lifestyle there just takes mm. you to a really bad place. Um, oh, it does, yeah. It's yeah. just horrendous. So um, how did you, like, I want to talk to you about Slimming World because this is something that I just, you know, you and I are so on the same page on. Mm-hmm. When you went to it and you first joined it, were you in? Or did you always have like, what do you mean if I mash a banana, I have to sin it questions? Because I had the questions. I asked the questions. They hated me. They were like, oh, just, oh, she seems to be, there's there's logic in the room. <laughs> I bought the plan. <laughs> so, so there was two times. So the first time when I went at 26, um, I went with a friend and we went to an actual meeting. Um, and I think that then we was just, I say, yeah, we was she told us what to do and that was sort of what we did and I remember then we went away the next week and because I was 26 I should have been losing more than two pound a week and I stood there on the scales in front of everyone and I was like I've tried tried my hardest you know and and it felt it felt really shit um I think I only then went back to that group again once and then I was like no I'm not doing this anymore so then my first living world thing was probably only about three weeks because I mean I tried to do it from home because I got in I cancelled the thing and then I just tried to do it from home but it didn't really work 
it wasn't until 2018 I'd just got married and then um I'd eaten chocolate cake for breakfast for about 10 weeks and realized no this is this needs to stop now and um I remember my husband had gone out on a Saturday night and I went because it was a Saturday I had this real thing because it was Saturday I had to eat something really yummy or something big I remember I went out to Tesco's and I bought a family size lasagna I had garlic bread and had ice cream and I sat and I ate all of it and then I thought nah this is the time to change now and then this is where it's really weird the next day I signed up up for Swimming World online and it's really weird to look back now because you think why would I sign up for something that made me feel so shit a couple of years before that but yet I've signed up for it online because then I felt then I can do it from home and no, for the first few weeks, I don't, I didn't notice. I was also doing Couch to 5K. So I think that sort of propelled my weight loss because I was, I had added three runs a week into it. So I think that actually helped me a lot in the first few weeks. It wasn't until I'd lost about two stone and then I got to the place where then I got the whole way day, cheat day cycle. And then it, on a Tuesday, I'd weigh in and whatever it said then I would just go to Tesco's and I'd buy a whole pack of hot cross buns I'd buy Lurpak and I'd eat all of that I would we would just I'll just eat so much on a Tuesday because I'd restricted so much the week before and because I wasn't losing and I felt like I was on plan but obviously because I was running and I was running like 30 40 miles a week so again to try and off the the food that I was eating I wasn't getting the nutrition that I needed then I'd be coming home from a run absolutely starving and then feeling like I couldn't eat and it was that's then when my best friend and my husband were a bit like no there's there's something wrong here and when like there was like oh let's go for a meal and I was like I can't I can't go for a meal because it's too many sins and things like that and then I think that's when I started to notice a little bit um that there was some I would be looking at foods and not having it or then if I did have it then I'd just go on to an absolute binge all day. But then I fell pregnant and I remember messaging them saying, oh, I'm pregnant now. And they said, okay, we'll cancel it and we'll see you after your baby. So then that to me was like, oh, okay, I'll eat what I want now for nine months. And then it wasn't until then like the third time then, again, why I went back for a third time after, because you just, it's like indoctrinated, isn't it? Like that's the way that you need to lose weight. Yep. And then it wasn't, yeah, until I sat there, with a baby and then my husband was like oh would you like a coffee and I'm like no because I've already had my milk for today and he was like you've been up all night have a fucking coffee yeah. <laughs> you know and then yeah it, and so then it was them bits that I thought no and then that's when I sort of as I was going through the day and I would find myself no I can't have that I'd then write it down and then at the end I'd have all these you know things that that's then when I think I noticed yeah, yeah. while you're in it I don't you don't no not at all and and like you say oh god I can resonate and I'm sure loads of people that listen to this will absolutely resonate with that okay weigh-in days on a Tuesday like you said so you stuff your face all day because you've got six days to fix it and it's mm. that constant overeat claw back overeat claw back or what like running like a lunatic just to absolutely not because you wanted to go for a run or because you wanted to go to the gym in fact my I was told categorically not to go to the gym because it'd make me heavier so I'm like well way to go guys you know (laughs) just I mean it is just unbelievable because there's so much emphasis on weight and the number and not fat 
or you know muscle yeah. mass or water mm-hmm. or anything else that might be in your yeah. system the cue for the toilet round the bloody door because everyone's trying to squeeze out one last wee you know and yeah. um and that's messed everyone up i mean i still don't feel like i'm over it properly i i know i know it now and the logic outweighs and i'm like yep no this is bullshit and i i but it creeps in i actually yeah, it does. i had a mess a lady messaged me the other day she said oh i've been doing um calorie count and i'm doing really well and she said and the other day one evening i signed up for slimming world again i'm like what are you doing and she was like, I don't know. I don't want to go back there. And I'm like, but you're already losing. But she was like, no, it's so in my head that that's the only way to do it. And it's easier. And I think that's what they play on. Oh, it's easy because you don't have to weigh. You don't have to count. And it's like, yeah, that might make it easier in some respects. So it doesn't make it effective eating a, your body weight in pasta every night and pretending <laughs> there's no calories in it. Yeah, exactly that. And that's, I was really bad for pasta. Like, I would eat a yeah, whole pot. because they told you you could. could. That's yeah. why. And if we were having jacket potatoes, I'd be like, I want that bigger one. And I know, like, the calorie difference now is, like, minimal. But still, I would have the bigger one because in my head, I believe that I could have, I could have two if I wanted. Like, Knock you know, out. Yeah, that's when it's really wrong because it doesn't teach people about food and portions and, well, just nutrition in general. And that's, that's why the failure rate is so high. And, yeah, and absolutely. essentially, that's why it's such a genius business model because yeah. they don't want you to learn. And I, I mean, I lost, I think, the, I mean, with Weight Watchers, I lost the majority of my weight. I lost like over eight stone with Weight Watchers and, and, and I didn't stay there. I celebrated with a Domino's pizza, got to goal, got my certificate, got pizza, lovely, brilliant. It's like, it's like yeah. giving up smoking and then celebrating after a year with having a fag, I'll treat myself. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> Ridiculous, <laughs> but it is nonetheless true. Um, yeah. And then with Slimming World, I lost about two and a half stone with them. And I think I, I did stay at Target a little longer with them, but there was no support. It was like, right, what do I do now? And I'm, that's the point I'm at now. I just got to goal this week. And I'm like, right, now this is the point where I've got to relearn some other stuff. I've got to learn how yeah. to stay here. And actually, for me, that is more of a challenge than the actual downward. I think it is. I think a lot of people focus on just losing weight and they don't even think about what happens afterwards. Yeah. And they just do the things that they need to do to lose weight as fast as they can. But then they don't learn the things that they need to do to keep it off forever. So then that's why they find themselves in this cycle of getting to getting to a target and then putting it all back on again because they're not learning anything in that journey. All they're doing is trying to get scale to go down. Yeah, exactly. I find it fascinating, actually. The whole the whole thing is just completely, I just mm. blows my mind because I'm like, oh, there's so much to learn once you get to this point. And Very. and then, you know, all the way through, I kept saying to myself, how much do you want it? And I did lose this, you know, this last five months. That went damn quick. That was nearly 44 pounds in 24 weeks. That went, amazing. Went, yeah. it went really fast. But I always say to people, like, everyone's journey is different. And when I did the podcast with Tina, she's like, she's lost 24 pounds in 24 weeks, which is absolutely what she wanted to do. And it's brilliant. I didn't yeah. think I was going to lose it this fast, but I have worked really hard to achieve that because I was more excited about this bit I'm like I just want to get to that maintenance phase and figure this shit out forever because I'm not getting any freaking younger do you know what I mean like my 50s are just around the corner and I said to myself I want to get this shit nailed down before I hit 50 so that I can go into my next decade like yes I've got this Um, yeah how long have you kept your weight off Kel? um so i think it's about two years now so again i think it did take me about nearly two years to lose like 50 pounds Mm. 
um, because I was doing it as slow as I possibly could. Mm. Um, but yeah, probably about two years now. Brilliant. And how have you found yeah. the maintenance journey? Um, so I actually find it with a toddler as well. It's actually she's my biggest reason to to do it. And I thought that it would be hard to do it with a toddler, but actually every day it's the reason why because I don't want her to hear me say things like um, no, I can't eat that because I'm you know on such and such. So there are absolutely days where I will. I mean, I don't track. Um, I think I just I do it mindfully now um, because. I am a very obsessive person. I will track when I need to track. Like if I go, I might go back into a little bit of a deficit just to tone up a little bit and I will track and I'll be on point. But then I I don't track because again, at three, she's very, very aware at the moment. And I don't want her then to think, oh, why is mummy putting that in before she eats it? Just in case she gets the wrong thing. Yeah. But actually... I found it quite easy to maintain because when I'm overstimulated as fuck, I can just go for a run. <laughs> so then, it, which is all the time at the moment. Um, so yeah, she does spur me on. And some days are definitely harder than others. There are definitely some days where I just want to eat, and I do. But I do listen to my body, especially with my type one diabetes, because that all came in as well after I had my baby too. So that was another factor that I then had to pull in I didn't know about any of that before I had a baby I was only diagnosed after so that was another thing that then I had to incorporate into this weight loss journey which is why then I did it as slow as I could because if I had to have jelly babies I had to have jelly babies I had to say but I had to well you have to save your life I could go into a coma if I didn't whereas before I think that would have really triggered me on Simon World. So yeah. I'm actually glad that, well, obviously I was still very poorly and we didn't know why, but I'm glad that I didn't know that then because I think that then I could have actually got into some real issues with myself because I would have not gave myself the medical treatment that I needed. Um, so there are definitely some days where it is easier um, on my blood sugar days that are really hard. It is harder that I feel some days. I think everyone does. You wake up and you feel bloated because you've eaten more food than you have to because, and yeah, I think overall the running and the walking has really helped me and that I want to provide a good example for her because I want her, because I also want her to see me eating fruit and veg because then she's going to be encouraging to eat fruit and veg. I also want her to see me eat chocolate and cake because that's okay too and it's quite sometimes it is a hard balance to strike isn't it because you know I would never and I'm not one of these parents that's like oh you can have that you can have a chocolate because I think that's another thing why I reward my or I used to reward myself a lot with foods because that was just the thing in the 90s you know if you were good you could have a chocolate so I try sometimes it does come out and I think it's just sometimes and I think shit but I do try to not reward her with food because I don't want her to, yeah, to think that she has to earn food or be good for food because then the whole, oh, I've been good today, so I'll have a pizza or, oh, I went for a run today, I was good, so I'll have this. That sort of mindset is very, very much on the top of my head too. That mindset is so bang on though. I would say mm. um, my, one of my favourite phrases is don't reward yourself with food, you're not a dog. Mm. <laughs> I love yeah, that expression. Uh, yeah, I've said that to myself too. <laughs> Not a dog. Mm. These two are sitting there going, "Oh, is there? Is there yeah. <laughs> treat?" Yeah, <laughs> no, no, but I think you're absolutely right, and and it's also that that case as well of of you know, oh, you know, your child falls over and bangs their knee. I oh, said, so "Right, you come to me, and we'll we'll have a little piece of cake or something to make you feel mm. better." And that is where that 
self-comforting can come in. And you're like, yes. I said, I question the term comfort food all the time. So is it is it comforting you? Does it do you feel comfortable, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuffing your face with food? Is that making you feel comfortable or are you actually inherently feeling very uncomfortable? And yeah, I, I think that there's got to be better ways. I try and if I'm feeling like I need to go down that route or I need some self-comfort, I'll try and have a bubble bath now. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. just go, that, that, I'm not going to feel comforted. What I'm going to do is eat that, then overeat and then feel shit. Um, and exactly. Where's the comfort? You know, you've got a question. There's other ways of doing things and looking at it. I love that I you're doing it for uh, your daughter as well. I think mm. that's amazing because that's got to be all of it. As parents, I think that's setting the good example has got to be the best thing. Yeah, and I mean, toddlers are hard to get to eat in the first place, aren't they? Like, one day they'll love cucumber, and the next day they're like... I I really don't want to break this to you, but 16 still the same. (laughs) (laughs) But you ate them yesterday. I don't like that. (laughs) Why did I do that? (laughs) But I think the comfort thing does come from a bit of a primal human instinct that obviously back to, like, the caveman type things, if you were eating you were comforted because that person went out and hunted and you had won at life. You were eating. So I think it does bring like a bit of a human instinct to us that it makes us feel better in that moment because that's what we were sort of bred to survive and born to survive to do, to eat. But then, as you say, half an hour later, you're like, why have I just eaten all that? I don't need to stuff my face because I'm not a caveman. And now I feel like shit. And then sometimes you could even then, well, well, I'll just eat more to get that feeling again. And then it just it just keeps rolling and rolling. I know. And also, I think actually I've never even considered that. But going, you know, thinking about the sort of the caveman going back way back when you don't eat if you feel unsafe. So at the moment that you're feeling safe and comforted and with your your family and your connective Mm. like little group, maybe that maybe you're right. Maybe that's the I think it is bit of a primal instinct in a human that makes you feel. Yeah. Like when you're eating that you've yeah, you've won because you've. We don't need that trait anymore. We can go to Tesco's. We don't have to hunt with our spears, you know. We don't need it. I've got, I've got bloody more food in my freezer than they have in Tesco's. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How is your life better now that you're free of it? Now you that that like I I think of it as a cult, and I genuinely do think of it as mm. like a bit of a cult thing. How how is your life better now? I can go for a meal and just see food as food, and on that day decide what I want depending on what I want on that day rather than sit uh, like sins and stuff I can my sister-in-law is a baker and she can now send me cakes and cookies and I can eat them without feeling anything but I can also eat just one with my a cup of tea and not feel like I have to eat all six because oh, I've ruined it so I'll eat the whole thing um so yeah and things like when I'm running as well I can fuel my body without these stupid things in my head like I can have a peanut butter sandwich when I get home regardless if if I had oats for breakfast so it has changed because I am now I mean I know my qualification and stuff will help with the nutrition side of things but I don't have that guilt of thinking I have to have something swimming world friendly after I've had a run when actually all my body needs if I've had a long run is quick acting carbohydrates when I would have been scared to have that before so it definitely has changed a lot yeah the the whole carbs issue is just such a massive thing and there are so many people 
that I see, you know, I mean, I follow a lot of people on TikTok and they're all on different, you know, because stuff pops up and, you, and you're following. There's a one guy, and I won't mention his name, but he's doing fantastically. He has lost an absolute shit ton of weight. But he's like, and this morning I got up and I ate a tin of tuna and a rice cake. And his, like, his calories are so low. And I was like, I just wonder. And he's done, like I say, he's done amazingly. He's working out at the gym. He still smokes. I'm like, you need to pack that in because, yeah. you know, what are you doing? You've got two young kids, for starters. And also, what's the point in doing all the health stuff and losing all the weight if you're going to keep smoking um but yeah I sort of look at people like that and I just wonder you know again like how are you going to tackle the maintenance thing when Mm -hmm. you've taken your calories so low that your metabolism may be all over the place when you start and this is the point that I'm at now on this like very slow Mm -hmm. increase of like re reintroducing a few more calories and watching the scale like a bloody hawk (laughs) and going it's really it's a really odd thing getting on the scale in the morning and going oh oh, actually it's okay that I I've like put on a little bit or it's you know it's because it does become obsessive of course it it does yeah but you don't lose like I mean I've lost 122 pounds you don't lose that by not being obsessive you can't no exactly exactly. I think that as well though there's a difference between being committed and obsessive I Mm. think obsessive is when it can be dangerous to you and then it like you say it makes you feel shit when you just see a slight increase yeah but because you know why that is we're just committed to doing what's best for you and yeah. I think that's great and it's such a great mindset because I was weighing myself once every morning once and it wasn't because of the good stuff it no. was because I was obsessed and then that day I would then write okay I won't have my sins today or I won't have whatever yeah even though then I'd eat a bucket full of pasta but <laughs> and again because you're not told things like when you eat a carbohydrate for your body to process the carb it needs to retain water. So yeah. then guess what? You will weigh more. Yeah. So then what their answer is, oh, just don't eat carbohydrates then. Yeah. And then I like, oh, brilliant. So that's forever, is it? It's, yeah. And that's that's the thing that I've said all the way through. I was like, all the way through this stage, and this is my final, final weight loss journey. I'm not doing it, it again. Will, yeah. I'm done. Um, but that's just because I've learned so much from people like you um, and Richie and learning and loads of loads of other amazing people online who have just been like, oh, shit, you know, like, oh, now I get it. You know, it's like light bulb after light bulb. And and then I went, well, bugger it. I'm going to go and do a nutrition course and, and, mm. and get that done and, and learn some stuff, you know, like proper fact. I've always gone right fact over fad. Um, yeah. But I think that's it. The more I've said all the way through, if I can't do it for the next 10 years, at least, if not forever, then I'm not going to do it because then I've got to reintroduce it at some point. And then it's mm. it's just you're just making life difficult for yourself. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. 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 It's craziness. Anyway, what are your goals for the future? Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, see, I didn't really know what to say about this question because I'm still very much like I'm going to restructure my business a little bit to try and bring some new things in. I do have some ideas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would love to be in a position where I'm helping more in the type one community. Lovely. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot there that needs to be done with awareness and nutrition and things like that. Um, but I think just generally just still really helping people and, yeah, just hopefully be in a place where I'm helping people and people can come to me for fat loss and never have to do it again or never have to go you know anywhere but I would yeah I think I am going to be steering more I have got some um sort of ideas in the background or some things from the type one community so hopefully 2024 I can start just don't get many bloody time being, it'll being all toddler, change it'll all change a toddler, having a house and a business it's like I'm just constantly being pulled so I've got all these ideas and then I'm pulled somewhere else but yeah she starts um 
perception in September. So then in September, she'll be like more days. So I'm also trying to like keep this time for us on our days off. It's just me and her because she is my only one and she will be my only one. So I want to, you know, it's quite a tough, and we've got so much to do over here, but I also don't want to miss out over here. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a slow five years, but I have got a lot of stuff. There's, that, yeah. there's so much that changes over between, you know, the next five years of her life is going to be yes. just transformative for yours. Um, and you you have got the exact right mindset because... I'm not being funny. Like I just like, a couple of weekends ago, I'm taking my daughter off to university open days, and it's like, really, really, she's still, she's still, yeah, she's my baby. I know. I think it's because she's my youngest one as well. I just, it's like, oh god, you just can't. But so it does go by in a flash. And I'm while I'm not one of those mothers that like it's all wonderful. Hashtag blessed. Enjoy every moment. You don't. You won't enjoy every moment. Some moments are fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean there you don't like them. It just means that some days people don't. You underestimate what a slog parenting is. But yeah, I mean, the next for five years from now, she'll be, you know, she'll be way underway. She'll be in school, and everything could change. So I think it's yeah. I've got yeah. I've got quite a few things that I want to do. But yeah, I think it just it it requires my time. And I feel like at the moment, I just want my time with her. I can still do some things behind the scenes and I will do. But yeah, I think maybe next September is when I'm really going to start yeah. shooting off with things because I'll spend the first two weeks crying. <laughs> you will. And I'll be all right. But the problem is, and I will warn you in advance, you'll think, oh my God, I'm going to have all this time. You won't. By the time you've got them in and you've come home and you've had a cup of tea and you've been for a run or you've walked the dog or you've done the housework, you'll be like, fucking hell, I've got to go. What are you kidding? <laughs> It feels like that now, and she's up there nine till three, and it already feels like that these days. Like I say, she's like there two days a week at preschool, and it does. As soon as you've sat down, you're like, half past two, and it's I know, I know, honestly. And then there'll be the moment when you have a little nap in the afternoon, and you're late to pick them up, and just warning yeah. you, that'll probably happen. <laughs> never happened to me, obviously. No, never. <laughs> Only once. I've never been so mortified in all my life. <laughs> like, oh. Right, at the end of all of our podcasts, like whenever I have a guest on, I do quick fire round, okay? So this is no prep at all, and sometimes it goes really well and sometimes it, it just all falls apart, but we don't care, okay? Because that's life, right? Okay, so yeah. here comes the quick fire round. Kel from Mindfuel, you legend. <laughs> Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Staycation or vacation? Vacation. Top three people to follow online. Not me. Oh, obviously, Richie. I have to say he's one of my, not just because he's awesome, but I'm actually really lucky that he's one of my really close friends. And I really, I'm, yeah, so grateful that he is in my pocket when I need him. He's amazing. He's so funny. Um, who else? Ben Carpenter. I like him. He's really good. And um, Bethany Dobson. Yep, all of them. She's Love fantastic. all. Yeah, she's fantastic too. <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. I like Every time she does a recipe, I'm like, save. Yeah, she's brilliant. <laughs> save. I love her. She's brilliant. <laughs> Okay, best piece of advice you would give somebody starting their fat loss journey? Um, be okay with it taking ages. Like, stop thinking that you're going to get these miraculous results every single week because you won't, and that's what's stopping your progress because, like, unrealistic expectations. Whether you've got £20 to lose or £200 to lose, be okay with however long it takes and that you're actually not in control with what those scales say every week. So you could be bang on everything and you could have just drunk a bit of water and it's gone up. Like you physically can't control it. So be okay and just keep doing it. 
Yeah, just keep consistency, doing it. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Consistency. All right, favorite quote. Oh, um, d -d 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 life finds a way. Nice. Got nice. it on my hand as well. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I've got life finds a way above her handprint. Oh my god! I know. Stop! I want to get my my one of my. This is off topic. I've gone. I've gone off the quick fire round. One of my uh, choir members has got her dog paws on her ankle. Both her dogs. I'm like, oh for God's sake! Yeah, I've got. Um, I've got. My, I lost two of my dogs uh, last year, and I've got their photo on my arm. I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, I lost them within two months of each other last year, so yeah. You wonder why we go through it, don't you? But then you look at them and go, oh, that's why. Oh, I have another one now, yeah. <laughs> I'll have two. <laughs> Brilliant idea. What do you want for Christmas, Kel? Um, what do I want for Christmas? Um, I'm gonna be one of these people that I just want my family and my food and just a good time. Like, I am at that point now where there's been, yeah, lots of times that I just want my family around me. That's yeah. lush. Oh, you yeah. see how lovely are you? <laughs> and world peace. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have one wish at all, like, you know, genie situation, what would it be? Uh, to have a farm in the middle of nowhere and not have to talk to people. <laughs> with oh, goats. Shit, I'll go. I'll, hang on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with goats, with chickens, with horses, with an agility course. Yeah, I'd have like a big... Yeah, that's oh. what I'd wish for. Well, if you hadn't just said and not have to talk to anyone, I'd say, yeah. can I come and visit? But I won't. <laughs> you, you can come and visit. I mean, like, don't have to go to Tesco's and deal with the raging <laughs> trolley people. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay, um, who's your hero? Um, Again, I'm going to be really soppy, but my dad. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Most stupid thing you ever believed. Oh, what are we doing? Diet? Yeah, thingy. you can do whatever you think, whatever you want. Uh, that if you eat after seven o'clock, you will put on fat straight away, no matter what it is. <laughs> I've eaten an <laughs> apple. <laughs> Ten calorie jelly. <laughs> so then I just would be starving. Just wouldn't eat. <laughs> I'm fine. I can't have that. Yeah, it will sure. instantly turn into fat. Six fifty nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You should check out, just again, I deviate off from, from the quick fire, which is turning out not to be very quick, but go and um, when you when you finish this, go and Google uh, the Brian Butterfield diet. All right. Just just thank me later. Okay. <laughs> Brian Butterfield is the best thing ever. You'll love it. Um, OK. And the last one, quick fire number 10, which turned out not to be very quick at all. Best piece of advice diet wise or, you know, food, fat loss diet, this Christmas going into the festive season. Um, enjoy yourself, but also remember that your body needs nutrition. Um, I, and I wish somebody would have told me that before, and it sounds very simple, but like the reason you feel so shitty and lethargic and have no energy is because you're eating Terry's chocolate oranges for breakfast by themselves. Like, it's okay to have chocolate orange, but make sure you have some fruit and some veg and things like that too, because then you won't feel as shit. Like, your body still needs nutrients, whether it's December, January, or March. Like, we need it. So, yeah, and drink your water. That's really? genius. Um, yeah. That is perfect, perfect advice yeah. because I think it's, you know, December hits and it's carte blanche to be, you know, arse deep in the quality street before you've even, you know, done mm. anything. And it's fine to have the quality street. As I yeah. was approaching the, the beginning of or sort of November, I was like, well, I need to start having these things around me 
because yeah. I didn't want to get to December and then suddenly these things are there, they're everywhere and I'm like, oh God, because yeah. it was always like a sort of just a, I hate the word, but a trigger food for me and yeah. I was just like straight away I'd be arse deep in the buggers and I could snaffle a whole bloody thing of quality street with no problem a year ago yeah, um and i was just like right i need to start having these things around me and you know be okay with having a couple in the evening and you know i think that's part of it isn't it is that the christmas season is part of it's a food is a, is a bit of it it's not just fuel people say this all the time it's just fuel and i'm like anyone that says food is just fuel mm-hmm. I, I, I question that because it's not it's love and it's celebration and it's that's what I say there's food that nourishes your body and there's food that nourishes your soul Mm. and both of those are should be included every single day and this is what some things that I say to people so when they come to me it's like just if you do both then you will get not only fat loss results but then you will be happier and healthier because you're including everything in your life you're not depriving your soul of anything and you're not depriving your body of anything you know you're nourishing both and that's what people don't see that yes. it's okay to have chocolate. No, it might not have any like nourishment in it, but it will nourish your soul, and that's okay. Yeah, oh, and that's just... the only reason you need. Brilliant advice. Brilliant advice. Kel, tell us where people can reach you. Uh, so on my website, um, or if you go on Instagram, um, DM me on Instagram. I don't use DMs on TikTok. I can't imagine what them DMs would be like. Um, so. <laughs> I'm just not even putting my energy into that. Um, so, yeah, DM me on Instagram or head on to my website, which is uh, mindfuelwithkel.com, and there is, like, a little chat box. Um, I would like to remind people that it is me that replies to that. Um, I don't have a customer service team. Um, so if I, if I don't reply in instantly, it's because, you know, I, it's, just, it's just me. I don't have a customer service team. I don't have an IT team. I don't have... Well... My husband doesn't like to be called the IT team, but he's my IT, <laughs> you know, and some people can get so ragey because they think it's a bot or they think it's a customer service team and it's just me, uh-huh. you know, and I think that some people need to, I'm not this big corporation yet that has the ability, I'm I'm, the, I'm every single staff member, yep. so I, you know, just, yeah, a bit of patience, especially around Christmas time and stuff as well, I do feel like I might get a bit busier in January because everybody's gonna flood but yeah dm me on instagram is probably the best place as well i think that's very very shrewd advice and anyone listening i can empathize completely i have four websites uh four um because of the music side of things so i've got three i've got my choir my duo my band and now i've got my coaching one which i'm just launching now so i am now in a position where i will literally say that to people as well it's like i am one person and yeah don't don't give out your mobile phone number (laughs) i never never ever i will never you no. know, once you do, you never take it back again. <laughs> I've had someone email me before saying, can I have your WhatsApp so we can chat? I'm like, no, email's fine. Yeah, email is fine. Email me, it's fine, yeah. yeah. You can't see when I've read it then. <laughs> and people, yeah, this is the problem. I think everyone is so contactable. And do you know what I hate about Facebook and Facebook messengers is that they give you an average rating for how quickly it takes you to respond mm. to stuff. And you're like, just, you do what you don't know, Facebook, is that person messaged me at two o'clock in the morning. The, yeah. the, amount, yeah. the amount of people that message me as a band leader saying, I need to book a band for my wedding. And when do they message me? At nine o'clock on a Saturday night. And I'm like, where do you think I might be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's think it through here, people. When's your wedding? Yeah. Oh, it's on a Saturday. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I need that. 
<laughs> yeah, so I think that's absolutely shrewd advice. A little bit of patience in weight loss, in fat loss, in life itself. <laughs> I think it goes a long way. Kel, thank you so, so much. I have loved talking to you. You are absolutely incredible and I've learned so much from you. So thank you because you are right in my sort of top percentage of people that have taught me the stuff that I needed to know. Oh, to, thank you. So thank you so much. From somebody who thought they knew it all when it came to weight loss, I didn't. I think the, the first thing you do when you start again is realise actually start start from scratch and, mm. and have a different approach this time. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, you're welcome. Enjoy I'd love to do it again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, so how, as your plans progress as well, and and all that mm. sort of stuff, and oh, it's amazing. You're going to smash it. You're still a pup. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right, my darling, thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give me a little rate and review. That would be amazing. Um, you can also, if you're listening from Spotify, share straight to your stories. If you've enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it. Let's get some reviews going. That'd be amazing. Take care.